is up. It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Friday, April 23rd, back after a brief hiatus there. But the good news is we are freaking back, and it is freaking less than a week away from the NFL Draft. So we will be talking about the NFL Draft today on the show. I'm going to talk about five uh, picks that I'd like to see happen in this year's NFL Draft. I'm also going to talk about five trades that I would like to see happen in this year's NFL Draft. A lot of fun right there. Before I dive into that, though, let me tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. It really is, though. I, I dig it. I dig the format. It's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. So you don't have to worry about that. No optimizers. You don't have to play against sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and, of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win state and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So, uh, yeah, it it is pretty uh, interesting over there. Player props. Of course, you can get some draft props from yours truly. I got about 10 up right now over at ftnbets.com. My guy, Elliot Christ, has like 60. Some of them, you know, they're a little bit older, so you're not going to be able to tail all of his. But most of mine I put up within the last week here, so you could certainly tail those. You can also get the FTN Rookie Fantasy Scouting Guide over at FTNFantasy.com. Wherever you're going to sign up, use the promo code RATPACK, and that is just one T. We don't need two Ts. <laughs> RATPACK. Uh, and that'll get you 10% off. Uh, so check that out over at FTNBets.com or FTNFantasy.com, depending on what you're looking for right there. So the draft is now officially less than a week away. Uh, if you want to follow along with yours truly on the draft, I will be on air for a good chunk of it over at SiriusXM on uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. I will also be on CBS Sports on Wednesday night right before the draft. Uh, CBS Sports Network 7 to 10 uh, Eastern, we're doing a draft special, and uh, we'll have a couple segments on fantasy football. How about that? How you like me now? Uh, so that that you got that there, and uh, also we'll do be doing a whole bunch of stuff for FTN as well. Uh, so in this draft, I mean, hey, it's a really intriguing draft. It's going to be unlike any draft that we've ever seen just because of what we had last year. I mean, the scouting process is completely unique this year. A lot of what you've done in the past, you can't do. You didn't obviously have the combine. You had the pro days. You had players who opted out. You had players who legit just didn't play because they didn't have a season, some of the smaller school guys. And it's really created a a lot of intrigue. It's also a quarterback. Heavy, top-heavy class with five, maybe more, first-round picks. I'll get into that in a minute. We have a generational prospect in Kyle Pitts. We have uh, a couple of potential elite wideouts, but with each one with their own question marks. We have some interesting running backs. It's deep at edge. 
There's some high-end corners who could go potentially even in the top 10. You got some offensive line prospects. I mean, this is a really awesome draft, right? But I mentioned a name who seems to be on everybody's mind here, at least in the fantasy audience, Kyle Pitts. Now, the conventional wisdom is that he's going to go within the first five or six picks. Now, it won't be the first three picks. We know that. Could be at four if Atlanta decides to keep the pick and go with him. They could, of course, take a quarterback. They could, of course, trade out. I don't see Jamar Chase very likely there. So I would say that it's one of those three things. And now it feels like it's almost more and more likely that it's either trade out or take Kyle Pitts. But can't be for certain. However, the pick that I would like to see happen is actually Kyle Pitts to Cincinnati at five. Now, I know the Bengals fans aren't going to want to hear this. And I know Twitter, I I actually legitimately know Twitter didn't want to hear this because I said I'm not really buying Penny Sewell to Cincinnati at 1-5. And I'll tell you exactly why. They do have Jonah Williams, and Jonah Williams was the 11th overall pick just two years ago. Didn't play in 2019, played last year, which was basically his rookie year. And I don't think it was that bad. It wasn't that good, but it wasn't that bad. So I don't know if you're forcing the issue there. And yes, Twitter, I'm also aware that you do start two tackles in the NFL. (laughs) So yeah, they signed a right tackle. I realize it's not a long-term play with Riley Reef. Incidentally, um, yeah, when I went to type out a tweet about Riley Reef, Twitter auto-corrected me to Riley Reed. And um, yeah, if you don't know that one, that's uh, don't search that one out when you're at work. Okay, let's just put it that way. I'm glad I caught that. Sometimes I don't catch the autocorrects, and then I look like I, I, I don't really have to try too hard to look like a ding dong, but that makes me look like even more of a ding dong. But anyway, I did catch that. So they they signed Riley Reef. He's gonna play right tackle for them. You have Jonah Williams at left tackle. You have bigger needs on the interior than you do at tackle. So. I could see, you know, basically Duke Tobin has named the three players that could potentially go here, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and uh, Penny Sewell. I could see it legit being Pitts. You know, you already have T. Higgins, you have uh, Tyler Boyd, and I know they played a lot of uh, 11 personnel, so three wide last year, but what's stopping them from playing 12? You can run that offense out of 12 personnel because Sean McVay showed you can. He, he did it. He did it with... Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. So why couldn't we do that here with Kyle Pitts and like Drew Sample? You know, Drew Sample, man in your inline as your blocker. They could totally do that. Imagine Joe Burrow and Kyle Pitts paired up for the next 10 years. He's who I like to go at five. Now, I'll tell you, the next pick that I'd like to see would certainly have a big impact for fantasy purposes. Kyle Pitts won't have an immediate major fantasy impact. It's highly unlikely, at least, because, hey, rookie tight ends just don't produce. There's only been one rookie tight end in the history of the NFL to ever go over 1,000 yards, and it happened in 1961. Oh, yeah, Dicka. So it's been a while. It's hard. It's hard. It's not a knock on Kyle Pitts at all. But I will tell you, running backs, oh, they can produce as rookies. And there is one team who is in really desperate need at the back end of the first round of a running back, and they even have had their owner come out and say it. That team's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris to the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick 24. Art Rooney has said it's basically an embarrassment where they've been. They've been bottom five in rushing in each of the last three years. Last year, they were dead last in rushing. Last time they weren't in the bottom five was in 2017, which was Le'Veon Bell's final year with the team. So why not get a guy who plays like Le'Veon Bell? 
Who plays like Matt Forte? Who plays like Arian Foster? Najee Harris. Isn't he... He's the most steel. He's Steelers AF. He's the most Steelers looking running back I've seen in recent memory. I would love that pick. That would be instant gratification for fantasy purposes. He would very likely be the number one dynasty rookie in one quarterback leagues. Not in two quarterback. That's Trevor Lawrence. We know that. All right. Third pick I'd like to see happen. How about this one? Elijah Moore to the Packers at 29. We know the Packers aren't going to take a wide receiver, but I'm going to continue to have them taking a wide receiver. And I love me some Elijah Moore. The more I watch this kid, the more I'm enticed by him. He plays like Steve Smith, vintage era, bigger than his size on the field, physical, aggressive, fast after the catch, everything you want to compliment Devontae Adams. Think about this. Aaron Rodgers had 48 touchdowns last year with Devontae Adams, Robert Tunyon, and a bunch of slappies. What's he do with Elijah Moore in there? That would be fun. We know it's not going to happen, though. All right, let's go to the second round. I, I I do like this one. Third pick in the second round is the Atlanta Falcons, and they, much like Pittsburgh, are in desperate need of a running back, right? The remnants of the Dan Quinn era are gone. Todd Gurley's a free agent. Edo Smith is cut. You essentially have Mike Davis, who you signed, who we know, I hope by now we know, is a complimentary piece, right? So you need a running back. So why not, with the third pick in the second round, 35th overall, take Javante Williams? Ooh, baby. Now, Javante Williams is nowhere near as big as Derrick Henry, but who is? <laughs> Javante Williams, though, is a very physical runner who would fit well with what I think Arthur Smith and company are going to do in that offense. He is a three-down back. It is still a relatively explosive offense when you consider the other pieces in place. Why not go and get this kid? If you really want an upgrade at running back, you get one of the top three. Williams will, he could very well still be on the board. I don't see him going in the first round. All right, so I went down a little bit off the beaten trail for the the fifth one here that I'd like to see. And I think this one's sexy, and there's a lot of momentum building for this kid. So here's the deal. Denver needs a quarterback. What if they don't get a quarterback in the first round? Well, you could still take a quarterback in the second round. They are pick 40 overall. It's the eighth pick in the second round. So there will be a potential quarterback or three on the board. The three quarterbacks who could make it to the second round, Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, Kellen Mond. Out of those three, the one who I would like the most to go to Denver would be Kellen Mond. Denver is a pretty nice landing spot when you consider Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant, even Albert O. Heck, Plus the fact you're okay in the backfield with Melvin Gordon for now. That's a nice spot. And in Kellen Mond, you get a high-character guy who is a four-year starter at the college level, so very experienced in a pro-style offense, who is mobile and improved as a passer each of his years as a starter. He checks so many boxes. He, you know, if I said to you, and I keep saying this about Trey Lance, like, hey, if you could get Josh Allen 2.0, would you do it? Well, let's say this about Kellen Mond. If you could get Dak Prescott 2.0, would you do it? And I think a lot of teams would. And I think Denver is one of those teams. So I do like Kellen Mond, although there is some rumblings he could sneak up into the first round. That's kind of where we are with this kid. Right now, I will give you a little taste of what we have going on over at uh, ftnbets.com. So I mentioned I do have some... um, NFL draft props up there. I have about 10 of them, I believe. 
But Kellen Mond, uh, right now his over-under is kind of ridiculous on, uh, let's see, it is on Bet America. So if you're in a place where you can you know, play at Bet America. Draft position over-under, eight, pick 89 and a half. That is about as under. I have him going 40 here. Shoot, I'd take under on a 69. Nice, and a half. So, yeah, kind of kind of digging him right now. All right, so those are the uh, – and that would be such an intriguing landing spot. You know, they, they want to have somebody to compete with Drew Locke. I think he would blow him out of the water, to be honest with you. So that's the uh, five picks I'd like to ha- see happen. Here's the five trades I'd like to see happen. Uh, first trade would be New England trading up to pick 1-4 with Atlanta to select Justin Fields. We already know Justin Fields is the apple of their eye. We are we do know that there's lots of rumblings that Fields is tumbling down the board. We are less than a week away from the draft, so I don't believe a flying F of what I'm hearing at all. No, it's all lies at this point. So New England, in theory, it would go something like this. It would go... Lawrence, Wilson, and then it's either Jones or Lance at three. And then I see New England go, go, moving up to take Fields at, at four. That that would be the move. Fields wouldn't have to instantly start. You have Cam Newton, so you have a runway. You also have an out with Cam Newton because you have the one-year deal. And eventually, and, you know, eventually Fields takes over. You have an extremely athletic guy who isn't necessarily a run-first guy. Has a lot of the physical tools that you want. He has he's he's got some learning to do, but he has all the things you can't teach. So that'd be interesting there. And I don't think we know what the Patriots are going to do post Brady. We have no clue. How about this one? Pick one six. Miami's there. They're already they've shown oh they'll move all around the board. Who cares? They were at three, then they were at twelve. Now they're at six. Well, why don't they maybe trade back to twenty? I don't know. Chicago. The dark horse, everybody's talking about New England, possibly Washington, Denver certainly has trade-up candidates, but Chicago's also in need of a quarterback. They also have a one-year deal on their quarterback. Chicago moving up to 1-6 with Miami to select Trey Lance. That would be under the assumption that Mac Jones goes at 3 to the 49ers. Uh-oh. You have Andy Dalton. You don't have to force him on the field. You can wait a little bit, but if you're Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and you're thinking, I don't know, we're, we're hanging on by a thread here, yeah, get a little stay of execution with uh, with a rookie quarterback. And again, shot at getting the next Josh Allen. So those are the two quarterback trades that I want to see happen. How about this trade right here? Philly is at 12. They've already talked about moving around. There's some chatter they could move up. We know they they certainly are in the market to move down. Howie Roseman uh, certainly moving around. Howie trades. So how about uh, Philly moving back and way back to the end of the first round, trading with New Orleans. New Orleans moves up, makes a power move to select Jalen Waddell. This one would be pretty intriguing. So they obviously have a, a bit of a question mark at quarterback, but Sean Payton did come out and said he's pretty happy with what they have in Jameis and Taysom. We don't know who the starter's going to be, but I think they feel content with that, so they don't need to address that position. You know, look, beyond Michael Thomas, what do they have? And don't give me the Traquan Smith stuff. Traquan Smith. 
It's like Swingers. Remember the movie Swingers? Remember Vince Vaughn was talking uh, to uh, John Favreau and you know, like when he was gonna go and uh, hit on that the chick, and he goes, "I don't want you to be that guy from the PG thirteen movie who everybody really hopes makes it." That's Traquan Smith. He's a guy from the PG thirteen movie. All right. I don't know if he's ever gonna make it. So to compliment Michael Thomas, because we know he's a short and intermediate area receiver, let's get a guy with game breaking speed, a massive ceiling, big play upside. And it'd be especially appealing if you have a guy under center in Jameis, if he gets the job, who is a high ADOT guy. He'll throw the ball downfield. That'd be fun right there. On that turf, that'd be fun right there. All right, I know I just said that uh, I would really be interested in Atlanta taking (laughs) Javante Williams in the second round, but uh, what about this one? Atlanta trades up to one uh, to the first round uh, from the second round, pick 27 with Baltimore to select Travis Etienne. Now, this would be assuming that Etienne makes it past the Jets at 23, but we know they need a running back. We know they need a running back. Well, I would take I would take Etienne over Williams. So now you get a home run hitter, Jamal Charles clone. That's kind of sexy right there. All right, so that's the fourth one. Let's round it out with the fifth one here. Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City. Trading up to the 25th pick. That's Jacksonville's second pick. So they trade from 31 to 25. And they're doing so to grab a wide receiver. Because if you look at their depth chart, they have Tyreek Hill and, and as I said, like the Packers, a bunch of slappies beyond him. And I'm, I'm sorry, McCole Hardman truthers. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to truly happen. I think he's going to be he continue to be a phenomenal special teams guy and a, pheno- and a really interesting gadget guy. But I don't know if you get anything beyond that. Andy Reid tried to woo Juju Smith-Schuster and couldn't, couldn't get him. So let's get a guy, and in, and and I know at the back end of the first round. Here's why I went Terrace Marshall specifically. The back end of the first round, you have these like you know Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, Kadarius Tony, guys who have a lot of skill set overlap with Tyreek Hill. Why don't we get a guy who doesn't have that overlap? Let's get a bigger body. Now <clears throat> he can still he can still flat out fly. We know they love speed in Kansas City but a bigger body guy who can also play above the rim and open up some elements to that offense that we haven't seen yet. Give Patrick Mahomes a weapon we haven't seen yet. And I know Terrace Marshall has some medical red flag, but I think that only helps. As opposed to him being like a top 20 or so guy, now he's a back-end first-round guy. Five trades I'd like to see. There you go right there. If you want to read these articles, they're over at FTNFantasy.com. Just go check it out. And, of course, get the draft guide. Uh, That'll be updated right after the draft as well, uh, which is a lot of fun right there. Uh, So go check that out. Use the promo code RATPACK. Of course, you can follow along with me. Bring it on, haters, (laughs) at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. Got a lot of hate for the penny. So it was you could tell it's like all Bengals fans, and I get why fans get fired up. I don't know. I could be wrong. I've been wrong plenty of times before. I just don't I don't see Penny Soul. I just don't. So we'll see. We'll find out in less than a week. Uh, and we won't have as long of a hiatus for the next podcast, I promise. And some things going on in the background. You know how life tends to get in the way. Uh, but we are back and we are ready to roll. 
Uh, of course, I'd uh, love to hear from you on social media, though. At, at Jeff Rackup on Twitter, at Jeff Rackup on Instagram. Hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the pod. And I'm going to catch you on the flip side of the weekend because when I'm here next, it'll officially be NFL Draft Week. L-F-G, baby. All right, I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.